Welcome to your home inspector training. I am Garth Haslam, the home medic. Good to hang with you for this half hour. The subject this time around, we're going to be talking about trees and vines and things that you should be paying attention to as you're doing home inspections as relates to that. Now, the first thing I can tell you is that I had my own experience as a home inspector. I've been doing inspections since 1993. Obviously, it's been a while. And I've had a couple of those 3 a.m. phone calls where somebody calls me up and they're mad and I missed something. And the very first one of those was a home that I did. The home was built in, I don't know, about 1920-ish And that was an old thing. And as I was going around the house, I was under the very mistaken impression that I was there to to inspect the house. As I did that, I failed completely to understand that I needed to be inspecting things that affected the house. And one of those things that were affecting the house was a big tree was located on the east side of the property. And the center of that tree was, I'm going to say, about two feet away from the house. But it was large enough now that the trunk of that tree was starting to push the foundation around. So I failed to write that in. And, of course, later I got that angry phone call from the buyer saying, you know, you failed to protect me. I'm mad at everybody. I'm mad at the realtor. And I'm, you know, and I'm expecting you to pay for this issue. I paid, but the greatest way that I paid was the loss of business from that particular realtor and pretty much everybody else in her office. can't begin to guess how many tens of thousands of dollars that not noticing that tree cost me. So that's the intro story for this. You definitely need to be paying attention to the trees around the structure. Not only the trunks and roots, but uh, we're going to go a lot further than that. So what I'm about to tell you in this podcast, we're going to talk about trunks and roots, we're going to talk about the branches, we're going to talk about structural damage that can be caused and rain gutter and drainage issues. We're going to talk about the kind of trees to watch out for generally, and of course in your area there may be others, but these are general observations that I've seen from my own inspections. And then we're going to talk about how vines can be similar to trees and the kinds of things that they do to and against a house. So first off, you know, we're going to go with trunks and roots. And by the way, to finish the story, the guy was a jeweler. So to get even and make him happy, you know, a little while later, I had to buy a diamond. And so I went in and bought one from him. So he considered us even. And that was a good thing for me because it didn't cost me any extra directly. It cost me a billion dollars because of the loss of the realtor. But Yeah, that's another issue. So you're going to want to look at trees that are close to the foundation. And if the trunks are presently threatening the foundation or, perish the thought, pushing it around, or if they could be doing so in the near future. There's another home that I did. It was shortly after this other one. I'm going to say maybe six, nine months later, where you had, again, it was an older development maybe 1920, 1930, thereabouts. And to the side of the house, you had maybe, it was a fairly small area, maybe a three to four foot wide gap between the side door of the house and the fence. It was just enough to get a sidewalk in there. 
And as you go there, you've got this tree that it was planted, you know, next to the house, of course, and it was wrapped around the eaves. And then, of course, every time it, there would be wind, that house would bang against the the eaves and cause those sorts of problems, not to mention the fact that it became a ladder for raccoons, etc. So if you've got trunks that are threatening the foundation, that definitely needs to be something that gets written up. You can only imagine as you think about it that the more difficult it is to remove a tree, the more expensive it's going to be. And there are plenty of trees and difficult backyards where the price tag for getting those trees down can be many, many thousands of dollars. So this is not something that you're going to want to blow off. You definitely need to have this on your radar as you're doing your inspections. Failure to do so could become very hazardous to your wallet and your career as a home inspector. So be aware. Now, it's quite often you'll get clients that ask questions that are impossible to answer because, after all, as the home inspector, you are expected to know all things about all things. And one of those things that you're going to be expected to know is, where are the roots to this tree? The way you can answer that is that roots go where water goes. They actually have done studies where they'll plant a tree in the middle of this vase, if you will. On one side, they'll have plenty of water, but no nutrients. And on the other side, they'll have plenty of nutrients, but no water. So the idea is, where do the roots go? Uh, The roots go where the water is. Armed with that knowledge, you can tell the buyer generally where the roots are if you've got a ditch in that area or if you have poor drainage and, and a negative drainage slope and the water tends to just drop off the roof and go straight down and not be routed away from the foundation, then that water is going to be right next to the foundation and that's where the roots are going to be and you can only imagine how much structural damage there maybe or maybe in the future from these big roots pushing everything around as they're trying to gather water for the tree. So bullet points number one and two is that the trunks can threaten the foundation and the roots are going to go where water goes. You're going to want to have this high on your radar as you're inspecting the exterior of the home. It's not just the base of the tree that can be a problem either. We can have branches. Another one of my favorite stories I had a guy that I was training once a number of years ago, and one of his tasks was to be the guy who got onto the roof first, and he called me over to one of them, and he says, you've got this pine tree that is about to burn down and then burn the house. And so that sounded like something that I had never seen before, so I went up there, and he was dead on right. You actually had pine branches that had gone into a flue, And they had actually gone from green to brown inside that flue. Now, you and I both know how combustible a pine tree is. Man, you light a match to that thing and you've got a bomb. So that was something that I certainly wrote up as a high-priority safety issue and made sure that those guys knew that that pine tree needed to be cleared well away from the chimney. So you got those branches as a potential issue as they get over and above the house. You can also have branches damage the shingles. I can't tell you how many homes I've seen where you've got this large tree that towers over the house. 
And then one of the branches is going to be actually sweeping the shingles every time the wind blows. If you've got a tar and gravel sort of a roof, that obviously is going to sweep the tar or the gravel away. If you've got a asphalt shingle, which most of us have, that's going to be damaging the asphalt, turning that stuff into scrambled eggs, and then you're going to have roof leaks. If you've got a tile roof, again, you've got big problems because those branches are going to be pushing the tiles around, exposing the roof to rainwater and snow, etc., you don't need any of the above. So you want to pay very close attention to what is happening from tree branches near the house, especially as it relates to the roof. Another thing you're going to want to make very clear to the home buyer is that the trees become a ladder for raccoons, etc., to get up onto the roof. Raccoons, mice, squirrels, you name it. It becomes a very easy pathway for those critters. Quite often when I'm talking about critters, we talk about how we need to just eliminate food and shelter. Part of the shelter category is if in, for them to receive shelter, there's got to be a front door, an opening or a pathway for the critter to get into the house and or the attic. And of course, that tree or vines are going to be a very easy pathway for a critter to do that. So that's the first thing that you need to look for as the home inspector to protect your clients so that they don't have that particular issue come at them. In addition, you can have structural damage from branches associated with the very tall trees. Another one of the stories I have, and I wasn't doing a home inspection at this time, but what happened, I was actually watching a peewee football game. My daughter was a cheerleader, and what was happening is there was a very gentle breeze, not more than, I don't know, two miles per hour, and barely noticeable, but it was enough to finish off a branch in a cottonwood that towered above us. I'm going to say that tree was at least 100 feet tall, and it was huge. So what happened is you hear this snap, crackle, pop. Everybody's sitting beneath it because, of course, it's summertime and it provides shade. Next thing you know, there's this huge branch that has fallen just a few feet away from me. I'm going to say about 20 feet away. Somebody heard that and managed to grab a baby that was closer to the fall zone than, than I was and probably saved that baby's life. When that branch hit, the impact caused a littler, a smaller twig to break off, and that ricocheted forward and actually impaled a little 10-year-old cheerleader right between the eyes uh, and her forehead, just uh, you know about a half inch above the eye level, and it impaled her with enough force to expose brain. Of course, you know, that stopped everything. She had to go to the hospital, and I don't know how that turned out. Never did find that out. But this is the kind of thing that can happen with trees that are excessively large, especially if they're cottonwoods. And we're going to talk about the kinds of trees to watch here shortly in this segment. But you're going to want to be aware of, if you've got trees that are that huge, you know, some of those branches, and depending on the kind of tree that it is, some of those branches can and will fall, and you're going to want to make sure that your client's children are not standing beneath them when they fall. These are trees that you're going to want to recommend that they be removed. This is the kind of information that turns you into a hero with the buyers and keeps you in business and keeps you out of court. 
So we've talked about the kind of structural issues that you can have from trees. Again, the falling branches and the blowing trees. Obviously, we have all seen those trees where you've got this massive tree branch that extends clear over the home or at least over half of the home. It is your job to be the professional pessimist. So what you're going to want to do is imagine, okay, if a lightning bolt hit that branch or if it just decided to break off, how much structural damage would it do to the house? You're going to want to imagine that worst-case scenario, and then you're going to want to pass that information on to your client so that they are aware that you know what the worst-case scenario is with these trees. Okay, that's the structural damage category. I want to also cover that there's rain gutter issues that happen when you've got trees of any sort, whether you've got pines with needles or whether you've got regular trees with leaves. If it all ends up in the rain gutter and the rain gutter doesn't get cleared out regularly, you're going to have drainage issues where you've got this 10,000-pound rain gutter, and that can fall and crush somebody. Also, it can cause ice-damming issues on the roof, and you're going to want to do your own research or listen to the other podcast on uh, roofing and ice dams and what that is. I have actually seen rain gutters where you had little mini trees trying to grow in the gutter because there was enough rot in the gutter from previous leaves and there was enough trapped water there in that gutter that there was enough to actually get small trees to begin to grow in that rain gutter. Obviously, as that's happening, a number of things that should be happening are not occurring, like getting water away from the foundation. So that is something that you're definitely going to want to pay attention to and write up, especially if there are trees near the property. Okay, let's go to the trees that you want to watch. I mentioned that cottonwoods are notorious for falling branches. Cottonwoods and poplars, they're known for basically putting all of the strength of the root into the tree itself. And so that's great. They grow and grow and grow until some small thing happens. Maybe the water supply gets reduced a little bit, and now this tree is suffering at this point. Either the entire tree dies or maybe individual branches die. Maybe you've got a little bit of a bug that's a stress, and now all of a sudden the roots can't keep up. Now you've got things dying, and then what's dying is wanting to fall. And you don't need to have any of that fall on your head or your client's head or anything like that. You just don't want to have that on your conscience as you continue your career as a home inspector. So be aware of cottonwoods and poplars because they do tend to die and then have things fall from them. Pines are another category of tree you're going to want to pay attention to. And part of that I've already mentioned as well. They are highly combustible. And if they get anywhere near like a flu or something like that, yeah, they become a bomb. And then they're just a tornado of flames. Now you've got the best case scenario is you've got this huge fireball next to the house. The worst case scenario is that huge fireball turns the entire neighborhood into a much larger ball of flames and not only does this guy's house burn down, but maybe the entire neighborhood. So the pine trees, you're going to want to pay attention to. In addition, those pines, again, they have needles. The needles fill up the rain gutter, and you don't need any of the above to happen. You become the hero to your client when you provide this sort of information. 
In addition, I don't care much for aspen trees, and the reason for that is one aspen can turn into 500 very easily. Quite often, you'll have an aspen that is planted next to the house, and if it's not managed, it will produce a number of other aspens. They're all too close to the house, and now we've got all these ladders for raccoons, mice, squirrels, etc., rats to get onto the roof and then into the attic via the chimney or the attic vents or you know whatever means they have. I've seen them get in through the side of the house as well. Then they get into the attic, they live there, they pee all over the place, and then they send the homeowners to the hospital. I've seen that on a number of occasions. So you'll want to make sure that you pay attention to the aspens. They, like all other trees, need to be kept away from the house. At the risk of stating the obvious, you'll want to mention to your client that aspens are weeds, and you cut one down, you're going to get 500 new ones. They're going to have a bit of a project getting the aspens to be managed and stay away from the house. Okay, similarly, in the weeds category, you've got vines. Now, I know a lot of homeowners like to have the vines. They like the look of the vines next to the house. But there are a million reasons why a um, homeowner doesn't want to have vines. One is the critter factor. Vines are going to be a magnet for all things of a, of a critter nature. You're going to have a lot more bugs. You're going to have a lot more spiders, including the kind of spiders that you don't want to have. Anytime I start talking about spiders, I'll get that random person who thinks spiders are awesome. You know, depending on what area you're in, there will be some spiders that are perfectly fine if the buyers are willing to deal with non-dangerous spiders. In any area, there are spiders that are not fine. Black widows are one of them in my area. We also have the funnel web spiders in my area. And the vines are going to be, like I say, a magnet for all of the above to be very near to the house where it's much easier for them to get in to the property. In addition, the vines, as they rot, they're going to provide an excellent cover for termites. Uh, you just name it. Critters of all kinds are going to be much happier in and around and through a home that has vines on the exterior. As the home inspector, you should strongly recommend against, or at very least, provide the education that if they're going to have vines, there are going to be some things they're going to have to accept, i.e. spiders, termites, you know, those sorts of things next to the house, perhaps rotten mold. Another one of the problems with vines is you cannot inspect well as to what's going on with the drainage. If you've got a positive or negative slope, sometimes you just can't determine that if you've got a whole bunch of vines near the house. As a result, if there is any water problem, maybe a sprinkler head that breaks or whatever, you can have water flowing into the house because there's a negative drainage slope issue that you can't see because you got vines. I'm going to continue. That's not the entire list associated with vines. Even though it's more than enough, there's more. So we've got vines that can go into the siding and then they can cause havoc you can get holes, especially the corner beads, or maybe little Johnny will swing his bat and cause damage. Those vines are going to go into there, and then you've got vines behind the siding, and those grow, and then they push the siding around, and it makes things very difficult. I have seen vines on masonry, 
brickwork. And those are very difficult to remove once somebody gets tired of those. And then even after they're removed, the little tendrils that grabbed the masonry are usually still there, still looking bad. I've seen vines into window frames where the window frames maybe have some tiny hole. And I've actually seen vines grow inside homes and start becoming an interior house plant. That is not okay, even though somebody might think it's cute, because as that vine diameter grows, it's going to damage the window and allow, again, critters into the house, whether it be flies or wasps or what have you. It is not okay to have vines growing into windows or around the window frames, that sort of thing. I have also seen vines into electrical. Basically, the bottom line is if you've got vines, they're going to find, like a naughty child, they're going to find some place to grow where they should not be, and then they're going to just cause problems there. They might think that they look good, but they cause any number of issues. And if they're going to keep the vines, they've got some problems that they're going to have to deal with as part of that decision. Okay, so we've talked about trees and vines. We've talked about what to watch out for, you know, the trunks and roots, what those can do. We've talked about the branches, what those can do. We've talked about structural damage that can happen as a result of trees and branches that are too close above the house. We've talked about the rain gutter issues that can happen when you've got trees and leaves that are too close to the house. We've talked about the kinds of trees to watch out for. I mentioned cottonwoods and pines and aspens, and I provided a very long list of reasons why a what I believe a sane homeowner should not allow vines on their house. Even if the vines become something of a ground cover and they're not actually on the house, they can still provide shelter for critters, you know, the termites and the spiders and associated bugs, the uh, the earwigs, they may be called something different in whatever area that you're in. But that's just not my favorite. So for more information, you can always go to my website, homemedicusa.com. You can always go to notchi.org, a great site. And as you're doing so, make sure you take care of your clients. Make sure you take care of the realtors as well. Clients come first. Go out there. Make me proud.